from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Tribal leaders are urging Washington leadership for help to fight the fentanyl crisis. Jason Rance has a piece about how Democrats are trying to bankrupt gun shops with insurmountable fees. Mayhap we could find a gun shop out there who has been dealing with this issue so we could have him on to chat about it. That'd be good. And Kate Stone's going to be stepping in to talk about the bill to ban natural gas. This gets under my skin in a way that you have no idea, Spike, because you're like living in your liberal boomer world where you're like, government does good things. Good, 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 good. (laughs) They know best. Better than me. They're the government. So... Tribal leaders are urging Washington to have for help with the fentanyl crisis. Like, everybody knows that there's a fentanyl issue in the Pacific Northwest, really in the United States. Mm-hmm. But I, I say this all the time, and I feel like it falls on deaf ears. I'm not totally sure why, but every time we try to talk about drugs in the United States, it usually goes in the wrong direction. So it's usually like, we got to secure the border to prevent the fentanyl from coming across the border, even though most of the fentanyl in the United States comes from China. And then the other thing... That people say is like, oh, well, we got to have all these systems in place for people, all these like methadone clinics and yada, da 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 Okay, yeah. I was addicted. Everybody knows this. Andrew knows this. Laura knows this. I've said it, I don't know how many times. I was addicted to heroin for about 10 years. What? Every- <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, I, I, I've heard. I've every, heard. Every major opiate out there, I have ingested and put it into my body. Morphine, Oxycontin. Uh, hydrocodone, Roxyset, Percocet, you name it, it's been in my body. I've even had drugs that most people couldn't even couldn't even think. I had Stadol. Anybody know what Stadol is? I don't know what half the list you said is. You've got more drugs in your body than I've had in my ears. Right, exactly. In my lifetime. I I went on a Dilaudid kick for like a week of my life. It was it was unbelievable. Right, these are drugs that nobody's ever heard of. Right, sounds so, like the drive-through lane at a gas station. Is that bell ring? Like, so it's like busiest time of day. Uh, I was more addicted to cocaine than almost anything else. Man, I loved cocaine. And then my uh, the in my heart of hearts, I think that it, the the true thing, if I was to ever really relapse, is if I mysteriously ended up with a bag of cocaine and then a bag of Xanax, that would probably really put me in a place of thinking, hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're better now. Yeah, I I'm am glad, I am you, I'm as glad well. you've seen the light. So when I talk about drug addiction, one of the things that I find that's really annoying is that people will often say to me as a rebuttal, oh, Jack. You don't really know how bad it is. You don't really know what it's like to be addicted to fentanyl. You don't yada da. And I'm always like, oh, please. I spent a decade of my life under the influence. I have a PhD in street level drug addiction. And to be to sum it all up for everybody, getting off of opiates is lame. It's bad. It's not life threatening. It's just not. You feel really sick. You basically have the flu Mm -hmm. for about two weeks. And then all of a sudden you start to feel a little bit better. The pain that you feel, the discomfort that you feel, those are your emotions turning back on. So when I see people whining and crying about, oh, we need more resources for this or for that. Mm -hmm. What I tell people is like, listen, I did it. I did not go to rehab to get off of drugs. I didn't do methadone. I didn't do Suboxone, right? The only drugs that are dangerous to, to step off of by yourself are uh, benzodiazepines and alcohol. It's the only two. Okay. You can have seizures and you can die, right? Okay. The, the 
the problem that we have is everyone's like, oh, well, let's just dump more resources into this problem and let's get everybody on Suboxone or Subutex, which is a better alternative, or Methadone, which is basically just state-sponsored drug addiction. But when you ask for help in this way, when you when the, the tribal leaders are saying, we need, a, a, we need to tackle this fentanyl crisis, what you really need is people who want to stop using drugs, first and foremost. And then you have to find a way to get those people mental health care treatment. Well, that's part. I think part of what they're asking for, too, is right. But the real thing is, is that we have a culture in the United States. Spike looks like he's going to start crying because no, I no, just no, dropped no, a no, truth no, bomb. No, no, no. Look no, like no, you're no. about it, to start weeping it, right it now. It hit home. Why? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> why, why is this upsetting you so much? No, no. <clears throat> I, I think that you, you are an, a, a wonderful example of self-reliance and fortitude. But yes. not everybody's you. Not everybody's got the ability to overcome it by themselves. And I don't want to leave people behind because because some people need help. You know, some people, you say alcohol is one of the addictions that need help to get over, right? That's a big, a, big a one. Lot of, a lot of people have multiple addictions going on at once. Poly substance abuse. I get it. Right? Don't get me wrong. People that, that's should, my, my tr- fault. Treatment centers are good. Don't get me wrong. But for your average opiate addict... This is the lie that we tell opiate addicts. Oh, you got to step off and you got to get onto methadone so you're not uncomfortable. You know what got me really sober really fast? Being uncomfortable for two weeks. Man, I never, ever, ever want to detox from heroin ever again, right? And so because of that, because I had that mental space and that mental clarity to be like, man, (laughs) I can barely move. This is awful, right? All of a sudden, because you have to live in it, this is a very old school way of doing it, because you have to live in the moment, then all of a sudden you're going, man, I only have to do this this one time, and every day you slowly start to feel better. Every day. It's amazing. But what do we do to people now? Well, let's get you over to the methadone clinic, and then let's put you in a 90-day rehab, and then you can talk about body. It's just like we 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 don't straight talk addicts anymore, man. What we do is we baby addicts, which is exactly what they want, by the way. And we, at, oh, yeah. they want to be babied, and you're sick, and you're you've got a disease, you've well, got substance all, use disorder. Based in truth, right? There's that's, there's medical evidence to Most that. Most of these people, it's unresolved trauma. It's unresolved trauma that they have yet to deal with, whether it's childhood sexual trauma or childhood abuse, bad mom, bad dad, and they have to be able to. Find peace with that. Can't won't counseling and therapy help that? Though? Those things, yes. But okay. what I'm talking about, what I, what what I am railing against here is this idea that we can somehow ease someone's or the continuation of their drug addiction by putting them onto methadone. Right? I, I hear you. I mean, the no, that's, idea that's very, very the idea valid. that somebody needs, like, dude, in the United States, we have a culture of people deciding I'm checking out. Right. Whether they whether it's through booze or whether it's through weed or whatever it might be. Right. I am checking out more more now than ever in our past. More now than yeah. ever. Right. Yeah. So that is really what we should be discussing. Why is the it the root of the problem? So yeah. why is it that so many people say I'm only comfortable when I'm drinking? I can only be social when I'm drinking. I can only be so I can't talk to anybody unless I've had my Xanax. We we as a society have kind of just foregone any sense of what it means to be present, and we're okay with some people having it. Hey, some people can get loaded all day if they want. We're okay with some people drinking. We're okay with some people smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Functioning, sure. I'm just yeah. saying that there is a there's a dissonance here. There's a cognitive dissonance that we have here, 
and we, for some reason, we talk about this like crisis or whatever. It's not a fentanyl crisis. It's a human being crisis. Now you're, you're spot on, there. right? It's you're a culture, it's a culture crisis. It's a family crisis. Well, maybe some of the, the help that the, not just the native American tribes, our local tribes, 29 tribes, in the state of Washington, they're saying, look, we've got a real problem. We need some help doing it. Uh, the governor Inslee says, look, we, we don't want to declare, they, they're asked the government to declare a state of emergency regarding to fentanyl to help expedite different services available and mm-hmm. get money to people faster. Mm-hmm. Inslee's office said, we've done extensive studies. We don't feel like declaring an emergency like we did with COVID would help expedite any kind of resources. So they're not going to declare a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. There is a, there's some money already allocated from the, uh, the um, opioid settlements we've had from as the state, but Ferguson got a big settlements from the opioid industry. Great news. Some of that's already delegated to help tribes specifically. Right. So there is help coming. I, everybody needs help. And I understand you're, you're saying help yourself first. And let's help the root of the problem. Let's address what really is causing people to turn to addiction. Right. And that's, I think you're right there. Right. But I just don't want people who, who need help immediately before we can get them to that place where they can recognize what started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Let's at least get them off the streets. Let's at least get them from killing themselves. Sure. Right. That would be a lot better, right? That yeah. I think that would that's a much better model yeah. than whatever model we do now, which is basically state-sponsored it's drug not addiction. Right. Whatever we're doing now is not working. Yeah. Kate Stone in the hot seat in the studio. We were going to talk about that gas thing. Yeah, the, the state. The state yeah, well, let's, let's do that. The state wants to. to right, but ban. I'm all hopped up talking about drugs. I know right you now. are, and we, all... never, we never even got to. Does your local gun shop stand a chance of surviving? Right, and we can we maybe move that to another part of the show. This is where all my motivation about. right this... now is being upset about drugs. Yeah, there's so much news going on. I know, but I uh, okay, I'll try to transfer my upsetness right now about drugs, and we can talk about natural gas yeah. because. Kate Stone, you have this story talking about how there's this bill out there, which has passed in the House, which is basically one of the worst ideas I've ever heard of in my life. Can you break it down for us? Yeah, it would essentially take a step towards uh, eliminating natural gas in Washington. And so the bill that cleared the House essentially... Uh, would require any gas company that serves more than 500,000 customers, so basically Puget Sound Energy is the only one that qualifies, they wouldn't be able to connect new natural gas lines to new residential or commercial buildings. Mm. There would be some limited exceptions for correctional facilities, medical care facilities, but only until 2040. PSE would also no longer be required to provide natural gas service to existing customers, which they are required to do So I'd have to drill down law. and get my own natural gas. Well, well, that's no, not well, recommended. Well, but. I, I, here's, here's, here's where this slip, what worries me about that sentence right there. PSE would no longer be required to provide natural gas service to existing customers. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll still do it for you, but it's going to cost. You're going to oh, pay through the yeah. nose. Oh, yeah. Because we're not required anymore by the state. It's, it's now a luxury for you to have gas, for you not to have to retrofit your entire home. To a heat pump. Can somebody tell me why we suddenly hate natural gas? Because it's low-hanging fruit. And Governor Inslee wants to put this well, false bravado about We're the green state. And it's, it, it's the easiest Governor target. not just Governor Inslee. State lawmakers actually adopted this target of slashing energy consumption in new construction by 70% by 2031. And by 2050, our climate target is economy-wide carbon neutrality, Wait, which means it, buildings can't produce greenhouse gas. It's not our climate target. It is a bunch of liberal, white, West Coast elites target that they think that it is an arbitrary number. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, it's it's not it's my based, target. It's based in science. It's not arbitrary. I think it is arbitrary, okay. right? I okay. think it is like, okay, well, let's just throw out a date. Like, do we really need to get – what's that law in California with Newsom and you can only sell electric cars? By 2035. 2035. Right? 2035. Right. 
That's no not, more no more internal combustion engines by 2035. So of course, Inglis going to do it. Too. That's not the guy who's driving a dually, who's doing landscaping and and finished carpentry. That's not his goal, right? That's Newsom's goal. That guy who's driving a dually just wants a new truck in 2035. He doesn't want it to be electric because he's got to haul lumber all over the place. You see what I'm saying here? You know, there'll be industry carve-outs like there are here in Washington. Probably. Probably. Well, and the critics are arguing that consumers have a right to choose their own energy source. Base. And that Puget Sound Energy, just a couple of weeks ago when we were going through that cold snap, they were urging people to use less electricity, to use less natural gas, right. because one of the largest natural gas producers in Lewis County in the whole region went offline. And so PSE said, hey, we need to reduce the stress on the grid. Well, what critics of this bill are saying is that is proof that Washington is still wholly dependent on natural gas, especially in areas outside of western Washington that don't have the same electrical grid Stability. Not to mention the extremes of weather. Exactly. 110 in the summer, exactly. minus two in the winter. So yeah. lawmakers in Spokane and Yakima are saying this is a totally different situation for us. Our temperatures vary so wildly, heat pumps can't keep up, especially when temperatures get below freezing. And let's make everybody buy an electric car, by the way. And also and plug those in and on top of no gas let's available. Let's make sure that if you uh, need to get a new uh, heating system in your house, it's going to be that new heat pump that everybody's talking about. You know, the one that costs $8,400 yeah, just for okay, the unit say, itself. The average? Yeah, that's a low estimate. So uh, some people, including the, uh, I believe it's the Building Industry Association of Washington, said it'll be about $9,200 extra. Here's what's crazy about that. If you go on the Home Depot website, you can find the cheaper models, right? But they won't let you use those. Right. They don't meet because the standards. They don't have yeah. the right amount of BTUs. That's right. That's right. That's good. The, that's the, good. No, but this is bad, Spike, because like this is going to disproportionately affect poor people. Uh, you know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I, I was poor for almost the entirety of my adult life. And if you came to me and you said, oh, by the way, Jack, in your house, we're going to have to completely gut your heating system and we're going to have to put in this new pump, I'd say, okay, well, I'll just get my contractor buddies down here and I'll get the $1,500 heat pump from Home Depot. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> See, that's well, the funniest fly, part buddy. about it. No, no, no. You're going to need to get the ones $8,400, and then we're going to have to have an inspector come by to make sure that the guys are installing it correctly. I mean, I just got a new car, well, used car recently. I'm not able to afford an electric version of a car at right. this point in my life. Right. And, you know, so you, you can place arbitrary, you know, Dates deadlines and, and deadlines yeah, and yeah, goals. Yeah. However, you know, the critics of this bill are saying, well, average residents cannot keep up with these targets. Well, uh, how, about, how about you're a renter and you're building your man, your landlord's been told he's got to retrofit the whole building right. to eliminate gas. You think he's going to eat that cost? No. No, he's going to pass along to everybody he rents to. Well, at this point, there's no retrofitting talk going on. That was in the original bill that Puget Sound Energy would have to stop providing natural gas altogether by 2050. Now, that language is a little more vague. The bill's sponsor says she wants to continue to have that discussion, but essentially a step towards phasing out of natural gas in Washington state. So Kate, you had posted on Twitter that it took you 35 minutes to get to work today. It sure did. Now you live about two and a half miles I as do. the crow flies I do. to the station. Yes. And uh, my thought was, one, how, how doth that happen? Because it takes me five minutes walking down the street, going to work, yeah. green acres. There was a tiny little construction project happening on one side street near the Fremont Bridge that mm-hmm. just completely 
gridlocked everything. I came up with a great idea. I had this phenomenal idea. Hot air balloons? No. Uh, Fairies in South Lake Union? The, the, very very one. close. I we need one of those we need one of those uh uh uh, gondolas. You know oh. what I'm talking about? Oh, a, a, sky, a sky gondola? A sky gondola. Yeah. Like, the one in Portland that no one uses. Exactly. So, there was one in Park City, like oh, where right. I grew up. For skiing, In Park though? City. Or well, for... yeah, it was for skiing. But... It's like a tram, right? A sky tram? Yeah. A tram, okay. right? And it goes, you can have it go from wherever on uh, you know Westlake and you just have it come over to Eastlake and everybody gets to save a lot of time. That right? would be so, so fun for the tourists. I was about to say, if, if you're a local, <laughs> exactly. is, there, is there a local express lane to bypass well, the families from, from not Locals Utah, aren't no aware when this light Ballard light rail extension goes in, Westlake is going to be severely impacted. We're talking an almost complete shutdown and then limited lanes for four years. This is the extension we're talking about bridging the two systems together yeah, so the for what, we put on only half a billion dollars. Is that what it was? Right. For yeah. like, what is, how many yards are they trying to put in there for f- half a billion dollars? In UK? It's not, it's not a tremendous amount of space. Well, if they, if they go 10 yards, they get an extra set of downs and an extra 500 million. <laughs> They're just going to keep moving it down the field. I'm going to have to start Jack. hiring orcas to just ferry me <laughs> exactly. across. Exactly. Or you could, uh, use your orca card. Yeah, yeah exactly. Always. Kate Stone, thank you so much for thank joining you. us, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. So AI, you know, it poses all kinds of, what do you want to call it, issues with the voting process. Oh, AI? Yeah, yeah, AI. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a scam that happened up in, uh, up in New Hampshire with a fake Biden robocall. I have not heard it yet, so I have not determined if it's cringe or based yet. I do know that encouraging people to vote on the wrong day is pretty cringe. But then I found out what you were saying, Spike. We won't. I don't want to give it away, but surprisingly, there's a thing. People might be saying, "How is this even legal?" Right, right. We'll tell you. Interesting little loophole yeah, that we'll yeah. talk about. When we get back right after this. I want to eat something that was once happy and is now dead. Oh, man, there's a fake Biden robocall that's encouraging voters to skip the New Hampshire Democratic primary. Before we get to that, though, Laura, I do believe our digital exclusive content has released on our YouTube channel. It sure has. The Jack and Spike show that people can go to. You can subscribe and you can see Spike and I. There's a lot of stories that we can't get to during the show. They might have a visual component to them, and also there's a little bit less pressure for us to get to them, and so we put it in the digital exclusive content. And then you can also see the the segment from the show that we think is uh, the best from the day, which is always nice if you don't get a chance to listen to the whole people show. People can't give us the 12 to 3 that they want to. Sometimes yeah, they yeah, have jobs, responsibilities. No, we do the 12 to 3 yeah. anytime for them yep. on demand, right? Perfect. So Joe Biden, robot Joe Biden, I should say, glitched out. And he did a voice recording <laughs> telling uh, voters. See, to this skip. is the kind of misinformation people latch on to. He's a robot, Spike. That's not misinformation. Robo Joe. Joe Biden has not been alive since 2018. We all know this to be fact, right? Alex Jones said it, so I believe it. So a fake robocall imperson- impersonating, says CBS News. President Biden is encouraging Democrats not to vote in Tuesday's Democratic primary in New Hampshire. Now, Joe Biden is not actually on the ballot, so they have to write it in. 
if they're an independent voter, because the way that it works in New Hampshire is that everybody gets to vote in primaries. And so uh, it's, it's just so kind of the way that it goes. Right? Yeah, there was a disagreement between the DNC and uh, the Biden campaign. At least right. they, uh, so Biden's not on the primary ballot. And they're asking people to write in. But the call itself that went out yesterday to New Hampshire voters, uh, they don't know where you got. Do we have a we, bit of yeah, play? Yeah, a little bit of sample okay. of that bad boy. Save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. That is very good. Yeah, that, that's, that is amazingly that's good. AI. It's not an impersonator. It's it's AI generated. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's, that's how you know it's fake. It's it's too good. Well, he doesn't pause or stumble <laughs> or anything. The fact is probably the, the most coherent f- thought process. That's right. your sign that it's fake. Right. But here's the problem: is it's not. There's no law in the books. Saying that you can't use an AI-generated misinformation campaign in the state of New Hampshire or anywhere well, in the country. First, for, how many people have landlines left? One, and then two, how many people actually believe that the, uh, for, he sounds like a serial killer? First, let's just put get that out of the way, right? Like, that's opinion, not fact, for legal reasons. Can we throw that in here? He's, right now? He, it sounds like it is. That sounds very Buffalo Bill esque, right? Where he like, puts you wouldn't happen to be a size six. Would you? Yeah, you know what I mean? Sounds, someone's going to to vote again. Right, gonna, he sounds very. I mean, you do a Joe Biden that's a little bit in that same vein, but it's kind of... It's malarkey. They actually use the word malarkey. It's malarkey. (laughs) Save your vote. Don't throw it away in the primary. Save it for November because you only get that one vote. You know, one vote and save it for November. Part of me thinks if you're stupid enough to fall for it, that's on you. No, no, no. That's on you. If you're stupid enough to fall for it, that's on you. Anyone with a landline is going to be at a higher risk of falling for this, which is why right. it's the probably an issue. Above, uh, amongst us. The you know what's vulnerable. funny is that my grandparents went to go do IQ tests in their later age, and there uh-huh. was only one question on there, and it said, do, do you have a landline? And, of course, they hit yes, and then and they, they failed imme- the immediately IQ got test. an F. Just immediately, <laughs> your son, Ms. Gump, is right here. <laughs> See what it, They immediately failed that IQ test, if you still have a landline. Well, here's, here's Wait a my, minute, Spike, you have a landline. I have. I do. I do. <laughs> But I also have a cell phone too. It's not my. I'm, I have my cell. I have my landline, by the way, in case the the solar flares, which we had yesterday, wipe out cell service. That's why we have a landline. Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. So here, here's the thing: they don't know the state's attorney general in New Hampshire is investigating who put this misinformation campaign, mm-hmm. this purposeful misinformation campaign, mm-hmm. into the voting sphere on the day before the New Hampshire primary because wasn't there a guy who got uh, sent to jail? Doug, for, Douglas Mackey, correct. Right, for putting, out, for putting out in the 2020 cycle, was it 2016? 2016. 2016 cycle. Hey, Hillary voters, don't vote on Tuesday. It's too busy. Well, no, Douglas Mackey, his scheme is a little bit more complicated because he took a meme and then he attached it to a phone number and then he put... The, oh, it was the text to vote. It was the That's text was. to vote right. thing. And then that phone number, not only did it work, but he also used the Clinton campaign's official legalese. Uh, so, so, tr- so it looked straight as an arrow. It yeah. looked almost identical right. to an actual ad, which is why when people were saying that, oh, the Biden administration is locking people up for memes. No, he, he was charged because it's fraud, right? It's it, the, the entirety setup of that. It might, might have been a joke, right? Right. That was just attempted defense. It that was, was attempted defense. But if right. you actually look at the court files, you go like, hey, man, like if it was a joke, why did the phone number work? Just if it was supposed no, to be a joke, you. why was there an actual phone number that these numbers went to? And, and this fake AI-generated robocall to New Hampshire voters wasn't intended as a joke. It was intended to interfere with the election. It's pretty funny, though. Well, Can we just admit that it's funny? 
It's, oh, it's funny. I'll give you it's funny, but it's also way illegal. And It's super illegal. They, they don't know who did it. Yeah, they're investigating to see because there's no, there's no need to declare. You can just buy, uh, buy a list of phone numbers mm-hmm. and just randomly send this robocall. There's no law against it. But my question was, who does it benefit? It, clearly, it benefits either the New Hampshire Republican Party or the Trump campaign or Russia. It, that's who, if who's I had responsible to guess, for it. If I had to guess, and this is a, not a slight against MAGA people, it's not right. I've got lots of MAGA friends. I just in no way, shape, or form a slight against people who vote for Donald Trump because they love Donald Trump. If I had to guess, much like how in any family, there's a couple wackadoos, right? Like Uncle Jacob might be a little woo woo. Uncle yeah. Rick might have some weird thoughts and feelings about the flat Earth. There's probably somebody in a MAGA crew. In New Hampshire, but it's neither it's neither the Republican of New Hampshire, the GOP of New Hampshire, or President Trump, no, or the Russians. I, I understand I think it's, that. I think it's just a random. I just citizen. think it's a random lone wolf. Yeah, you might be you might be right on got that. Got a lot of free time, and he's wants to it's do any cash. That's what I'm saying. And so he decides that he wants to engage in this. Now, the other thing that it could be, though, if we're going to get really conspiratorial about this, just think about this for two seconds. I'm a Democrat, or I'm an Independent, and I hate Donald Trump, and I want to give him bad press. So I do the old Kansas City shuffle. The false flag thing. The, old, this is, the right? old Tennessee two-step where I make an ad so that people think that it's the MAGA people when in actuality it's me doing a psyop trying to make MAGA people look bad. That's the other option here. I'm inclined to have be 50-50 on both of them. If it turns out to be either one, because I'm sure this investigation is going to prove it's somebody... I'm going to split the baby here. I'm saying it's got to be one or the other. I, 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 yeah, I think you're right. I hate to say this. I think you're right. I, initially, my thought was, man, they'll, they'll, they'll stop at nothing. You know, and I'm thinking, well, who are they? I'm thinking, I was thinking it's the New Hampshire GOP mm-hmm. or the Trump campaign itself. And you're right. It's as likely it's not either of those. Right. Or foreign, foreign interference. Because hate, which is, is hate is a powerful, powerful motivator. Yeah, it is. And so when somebody hates something, like I saw this image of this woman the other day. She, had a, she was at a Trump rally and she was selling hoodies that said hashtag FJB. And she was saying that Joe Biden and his entire family needs to be killed for treason. And the reporter is speaking to her and the reporter is trying to talk her down off the ledge. And this woman is insistent that that Joe Biden needs to be killed now or needs to be hung specifically because the 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 sentence for treason is death. Death, That's what she kept saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That there is no rationalizing with that human being at that point in time. That's locked care. That's okay, lady. Like, let's talk about your how kooky crazy you no, are. Where you want to kill somebody? She's getting information from. It's coming from the top down. But that here's information. The, here's she's the thing buying that, up. Is there, you know this is a conversation for another time? But I actually think that in a weird way, people are actually being driven insane by themselves. Right? They're making a decision mm. to fall down that rabbit hole at a certain point in time. It's, and, it's comforting. To them, yeah. to, to have what they already believe be reaffirmed. Right. There's, yeah. there's comfort in that but cognizance. We can, we can discuss that at a different point in time. No stupid questions. 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. You can shoot. Uh, hey, it could be anything. Hey, why didn't you guys talk about this story? What do you guys think about this topic? What's this Jack, thing? what kind of gun do you want? Hey, that's another right. one. Hey, I know right you're looking, there, right. you're looking to, to pick up a firearm. Well, I yeah, think, what, right? where should I go to right. purchase a firearm? Sure. These yeah. are all great and take questions. Safety and take safety classes. Yeah, and there register. And buy, <laughs> where can I buy a gun safe? <laughs> exactly. and, a, and a trigger lock. <laughs> yeah. I have questions sure. when we get back right after this.
There are no stupid questions. There are only stupid answers. 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line where we answer your fun texts. This is a fun one. Hey, I got a no stupid questions bit. Uh, how come y'all seem to not want to put any responsibility on Alaska Airlines for keeping an airplane in service that had previous quote-unquote warnings? Do they advertise with Bonneville? I think, are they still over at Seattle Sports? They are over at Seattle Sports. Okay, yes, to answer your question. Sort of. Sort of, but we did, when we, the story initially broke and we were talking about Alaska Airlines, Spike and I did a solid three or four minute joke fest about, like, so it had four points in time in which warning lights were going off, right. and you decided that it wasn't going to go to Hawaii anymore. But you think, yeah, it could go down to Portland. It sure. could probably make it down there. It could there. turn around, somewhere, could turn around, around somewhere along the back. way. Like, right. we did a whole bit on it. So it, these kinds of questions that people ask where they're like, why don't you make fun of this thing? 95% of the time... We did, and you just weren't listening, and that's okay because we still appreciate it. And it's a good question. We have a podcast. And so if you ever feel like, oh, maybe you should have made fun of something, maybe you should just check out our podcast. It's probably yeah. Good. Like we, the people who were like, why don't you guys ever make fun of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris? Well, if you go back in the podcast last Thursday, we did a full ten minutes on just ripping into Joe Biden on Captain Tapioca uh, himself. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. It says, uh, Jack, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about the death penalty before. I was listening to the podcast. Ayo, there you go. There's a winner. And hearing you talk about how all human life is precious. So please wax eloquent either for or against the death penalty. And please don't wax eloquently for it like G. Scott did. <laughs> Ooh, so I don't know. G's great. G's a, a very great at articulating his points. So that's going to be kind of tough. Uh, so that I may continue to love you and not die with bitterness in my heart. No pressure. Aww. Okay. So um, I actually changed my opinion on the death penalty. I used to be very for it. Okay. I used to be very, very if, if in favor of the death penalty because I would always cite, you know, the most heinous crimes against children or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And then I took a, a, a law class with a professor. His name is Richard Haney, and I recommend anybody read any of his books or watch any of his lectures. And he talks about the flaws at great length in our punitive process and in our, our, our concept of penance for crimes. Okay. And it completely shifted the way that I thought about it at a deep philosophic level in which does the way to mitigate the suffering of others, do we cause suffering to others who have caused others to suffer? That is a very draconian way of looking at it. It's a very kind of old world. Is it eye, eye for an eye? Eye for yeah. an eye way I, of looking I, I at it. I can see that, yeah. And what I found is that more often than not, that victims of severe crime, when they have the ability to confront the perpetrator and that perpetrator asks for forgiveness, they have better mental health care or better mental health outcomes than people who witness the death of the person who perpetrated the crime right. against the, right. their loved the one. The revenge. Yeah, so the vengeance factor. you can take it from many different perspectives. Mine would be basically from a Christian perspective, which is that I have to believe that all human life is valuable, regardless of whether or not what they've done in their life and whether or not some people need locked care for the rest of their life. I'm fine as a taxpayer paying for that in the pursuit of that person eventually being able to possibly come to a place where they can write a book, meet with kids, give lectures about 
I committed a violent crime. Here are the things that led me to that point. And these are the things that I did to rehabilitate myself. That is a much more beautiful and humanistic story than, yeah, so we just strapped him to a chair and then we filled the room with gas and then uh, we all watched him suffocate to death. Those are your options for it, And we're better for it. As a society, yeah. That's the way that I feel about it now. I'm I'm happy to have the debate about it. I just, philosophically, I've just moved away from it um, and I've moved more towards a rehabilitation model. Yeah, every every thought I've ever had about why it would be for execution is all based in the vengeance. It's all based in the retribution. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. It is. Honestly, it is. And so I'm not not too into that at this stage in my life. When I was in my early 20s, though, I most certainly was. Uh, Glenn and Duval says, uh, oh, I don't think I should read I can, this. Don't one. read this. I'm not going to read that one. I'll it's do this. Not, one. It's not a stupid question, Glenn. <laughs> it's not we, a stupid we question. We love it, Glenn, Glenn to be clear. It's very <laughs> funny. It will be stupid to read it. I can't. I will get a note if I read this yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, and a box for your stuff <laughs> as you're escorted from the building. Uh, this says, is anybody else going to miss Ron DeSantis's smile? I'm going to miss little meatball rolling around in his little, uh, his little high lifts. <laughs> I'm going to miss that little fascist. You know, breaking yeah. the law, breaking constitutional law. I'm going to miss all the things. about. I'm going to miss him, you know, talking about it, it to one group of people, how he supports the gay community. And to another group of people, he says they shouldn't be able to get married. I'm going to miss his wife standing on the sides, Casey. Smile. Big old smile, Ron, even when we're talking about the worst aspects of our culture. Big old smile on that face. I'm going to miss him uh, talking about how we need to get rid of our corporate overlords while taking hundreds of millions of dollars from corporate overlords. I'm going to miss everything about Little Meatball. And uh, He puts uh, the hip in hypocrisy, doesn't he? He does. He, makes he puts the hip in somebody who says, <laughs> we need to do away with this old guard Republicans and this neo-corporatism that we have. Even though he took money from the NDAA every single year, he was the governor of Florida. I'm going to miss everything about that fascist, nasty man who... I would rather never have to meet in life and rather never have to exchange pleasantries with because I find him to be a, his behavior to be a despicable human being. That's what I and I'm going to miss his sparkling blue eyes as well. <laughs> I'm going to miss the fact that he said that the problem with the GOP is that people are too willing to kiss the ring of Donald Trump and not tell the truth. And then 48 hours later, he got down on one knee. And said, that's why I'm endorsing Donald Trump, who is backed by almost every major corporation in the last election and now this election. Line up now. Line it up. Because we got to get rid of corporations. Good old Meatball Ron out there, right? (laughs) Almost the white boots. Oh, man, the white boots. Not not since Nancy Sinatra has somebody pulled off white boots like that guy. I cannot stand how much of a liar that man is. I vote GOP, by the way, which is the sad I know you part do, it. It, it, and it breaks your heart to see a guy do what he did. It does. I how vote, much you say he spent in Ohio where he'll never get a chance to even cast like a vote? Like 140. He threw, he threw $140 million to ad campaign in Ohio which, where he will never even be close to a ballot. Yeah, it's, it's uh, very, very sad. John Curley coming on in a couple of few. Can John Curley convince us in a in a mock caucus to vote for Donald Trump. I think he can. And also with Donald Trump closing in on the nomination, who's going to be the VP pick? I got one. His name rhymes with John Curley. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. Boom back.